2: Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 937 the Ticket at the Ticketfm.com As expected we have a statement from Michigan regarding the punishment levied by the Conference Commissioner. Uh, to the football program. I'm Austin Norman. He's Eric Strickland, by the way. Uh, The Michigan Statement. I quote, uh, Commissioner Petiti's hasty action today suggests that this is more about reacting to pressure from other conference members than a desire to apply the rules fairly and impartially. By taking this action at this hour, the commissioner is personally inserting himself onto the sidelines and altering the level playing field that he is claiming to preserve. To ensure fairness in the process, we intend to seek a court order together with Coach Harbaugh, preventing this disciplinary action from taking effect
3: well that's poking the bear poke poke yeah so we're gonna see we're gonna see what's gonna what's gonna come out of it um i i think all parties are on watch you know we're gonna see Mm -hmm. how this game goes this week obviously the ohio state game is going to be an important one we'll see
2: we have kickoff for nebraska and maryland at 11 o'clock penn state and michigan kickoff at 11 o'clock as well. So expect plenty more twists and turns in this story before we actually get to uh, the kickoff 11 a.m. on Fox for that one. Uh, Maryland and Nebraska on Peacock. Don't forget, we are here uh, 1040 O Street, Northwest corner of 11th and O for uh, pregame coverage tomorrow, starting at eight, two tickets to give away uh, from on the block to the first veteran that shows up to the ticket tailgate tomorrow. I'll be here starting at eight. So if you're a, you're a veteran and you want to go to the game, we have two tickets available, one for you, one from someone else, uh, just show me your military ID. Tell me you heard about it during On the Block. I will give you a, a firm handshake. Thank you for your service, and you'll be on your way to, to the game.
3: We're grateful that we can do it. That just grateful, and hope that it's a good game that you can enjoy.
2: Yes, hopefully Husker win. Hopefully they get bowl eligible. Let's take a look around the rest of college football, though, Strict Penn State, Michigan, the headliner. Um, I think we both went with Michigan because we don't trust Penn State uh, in our weekend picks segment. Yeah, I just don't.
3: At all, I wanted there's to. Nothing about, <laughs> there's nothing about. There's nothing about. I I want to, but good gosh, I mean,
2: they haven't won I, a big one at I, Penn they State. Just they haven't done it,
3: bro. And I just, I just don't know. I just, I'm, I don't know. It, it it irks me to the core when I go with them. I let myself down, so I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 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 gonna stick with it. Like I say, I I really think this could be a rallying c- cry for Michigan, and so that's why I'm gonna stick to my guns there.
2: Uh, Adam from Lincoln, oh, you weren't around with us when we announced the punchman at the top of the hour. Jim Harbaugh just can't be on the sidelines for Michigan's three regular season games. He can coach Saturday th- or Sunday through Friday. Saturdays are essentially Jim Harbaugh's day off, Yeah, is really what it is. Uh, Big Bird on the Michigan-Penn State game says, James Franklin is the Bo Pelini of Penn State. Is that a hot take? I see where you're coming from. It it makes some sense, but James Franklin did what Bo Pelini never did and won a conference championship. Mm-hmm. So th- that's different there. Um, Penn State has been ranked higher more consistently than Bo Pelini's Nebraska teams, which makes me think that what's happening at Penn State, their seeming inability to get over the hump and win a big game would be even more frustrating because Penn State has those two killer opportunities every year. Every year. And they, they just can't take advantage.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, so got, James, James Frank.
2: Ahead. So if, if Bo Pelini is like store brand, James Franklin's like a half-step above store brand. Bo yeah, Pelini.
3: Yeah, no doubt. I have something to throw at you, though. Yeah, what you got? I think one of the more frustrating things out of the SEC is to watch a storied program like Florida just not able to rebound come forth come out got a new stadium well not the same the same stadium, but renovations are going to be happening Mm -hmm. uh what what's going on with the program can he come out of the freaking doldrums of the sec it's going to get even worse for him it's not going to get any better do you find that florida's in the same position that nebraska's in right now except nebraska's probably over exceeding even right What Florida's doing right
2: now? Well, I'd say Florida's at least made bowl games. I mean, going six and six with the number four pick in the NFL draft last year, not a great look. But year one transition year with Billy Napier there, I didn't really fully understand that hire. I get that he was on some of those Alabama staffs and is was pretty well thought of. But I thought Florida was a little hasty in getting Billy Napier. Uh, I didn't see him as an SEC job type of guy. Maybe he is. Maybe they'll start turning a quarter. But Florida told me everything I needed to know about it when it went out and got Graham Mertz to be its quarterback. That's the guy you get to replace Anthony Richardson? Graham Mertz? Graham Mertz. Yeah. Like, we all watched the same film. That I get was it similar we have different to eyes, Auburn, what Auburn did, too. It was Right, like, getting uh, Peyton Thorne. What? Yeah. <laughs> so they got to get that figured out. Um, we'll see if Billy Napier's the guy there. But who's closer to being back? Florida or Miami?
3: Yeah. Um, dang!
2: I don't. I I know
3: I, I, that's like juggling. <laughs> you know, that's like juggling. Like which which one's gonna land in my hand next? I don't. You just don't know. You don't. <laughs> it's a it's a coin flip with that group. I just have no. I, I, I'm I'm actually lost at both of those programs out of Florida. All of that talent. Yeah. In, in in that area, and then to have watched UFC, UCF kind of come through and just. Find themselves getting better than both of those programs at one point. Florida State was down, but now back up. They found the secret sauce. They found found Mm -hmm. it. And, um, I don't know, man. I just was wondering about that. Tell me, uh, do you think the program is, 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 is done and over with Is a wrap? We'll see. I don't know.
2: I would say Florida state rediscovering some of that magic again, should give those other programs hope that it can still be done, that their heyday isn't gone. But to me, it makes it even less excusable for Miami because Florida state's doing it in the same ACC. Florida state had the highs. Dropped to the lows and got back to the highs in the same conference. Didn't switch, didn't leave, none of that. Won the national championship with James Winston in 2013. um, Fell quite a ways after that and is now rebounded back up to being in the college football playoff picture. Why can't Miami do that? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, what's what's the excuse for Miami in that same
3: conference? Not even get to the top tiers of the conference,
2: and not even be
3: Penn State of the conference. No. You know what I mean? Like, they're not even Penn State of the conference. That's what's crazy. I mean, you've been looking That's at North Kentucky Carolina. and North Carolina and Duke now starting to come up. Like, what? That Miami can't do it? Right. That's why I'm like, wait, man, there's something going on. There's something, there's something in the water down there. I don't know what's going on.
2: Florida, I think, is a cautionary tale for Nebraska as the new members join the Big Ten. I think it's going to be very easy for Nebraska to fall into, or I mean, you know, get back to, but fall into where Florida is now, where maybe they attract some talent, maybe they don't, but not being able to ever, you know, clear that hump of Georgia, Alabama, even LSU, um, Ole Miss has sprung up, which I don't know if we talked about that um, for very long, but everything going on with, oh, we did, because it was in the crossover what what terrible timing for Lane Kiffin Boy. with Georgia coming up? That's probably the premier SEC game this weekend. But a team I'm keeping my eye on, Strick, Alabama at Kentucky. Alabama sitting right there in prime, you know, bid stealer position. The college football playoff. They're lurking.
3: They got the binoculars out. They're just kind of looking for any kind of opening. They're looking for any kind of creek, uh, 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 crack in the crevice to sneak in. That's mm-hmm. what they're looking at right now. <laughs> they got the binoculars out. They're scouting every opening in the wall to try to sneak in. Mm-hmm. No pun intended.
2: No. A game that is interesting to me more for the off-the-field reasons than the on-the-field reasons, Arizona at Colorado. Both of those schools will, of Oof. course, join the Big 12. Hottest
3: team in football right now.
2: With one of the coldest. Colorado is, is on a slide. We know the the turmoil on their coaching staff of the decision that uh, Coach Deion Sanders made. The the off-the-field aspect, though, Strick, is something that I don't know if there's been enough conversation about. And that's that Arizona's president met with the the faculty advisory committee, um, board of advisors, whatever, down at Arizona, with the the chief financial officer someone in charge of the money. Arizona told its faculty that it had budgeted for $240 million that it didn't have. Oh, wow. Arizona miscalculated its budget by two hundred and forty million dollar. How do you do that? That's my question. That's how's that possible? That's like
3: the that's like the government losing six billion. <laughs> like where did it like, go? Like you stand up on a podium and you're like, um, yeah, we can't account for six billion. But it's the same thing with this. Like yeah. what? What? Like where did that come six- from? Now. Now, uh. here's what I can attest. Maybe they're getting out ahead of it because you have now nil going to a whole nother level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, things that you used to be able to account for on on certain certain parameters, where you're talking about you know jerseys, you're talking about um, you're talking about different different things in stores and mm-hmm. so forth and so on that you probably could account for uh, being able to count that money. You can't now because that kind of has to go to the NIL situation, name, image, and likeness. So mm-hmm. that could be where it come from. Um, because here's the other thing. Right now, their their strongest programs are the second-tier programs, mm-hmm. where you're looking at volleyball, you're looking at maybe soccer, or polo, or baseball's it, baseball. Baseball's good for Arizona. You know, they're mm-hmm. second-tiers, but they just don't generate the same amount. Right. Now, the football's starting to come around, but it's just – you know, you've probably been kicking the can down the road a little bit mm-hmm. it, it, with the football program. Stadiums have been half empty, if not way empty. Mm-hmm. And so it could be some of that where you just kind of just trying to shuffle off different things in an IL hit. So it takes away a lot of that money that you were able to kind of account for. I don't know. I'm just speculating. I'm I, I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just throwing it out plausible
2: possibilities. Right. The issue, as you look at it from the Big 12 perspective, is that Arizona sponsors 23 sports. The The average teams and the number of programs sponsored by a Big 12 school is 17. So with a $240 million shortfall, Arizona might be looking at cutting sports programs, mm-hmm. which would be wildly unfortunate to lose that many opportunities for that many student athletes. Yeah. That's not what you want to do. There's hiring freezes. Might have to look at how they they go about their tuition model. But if you're Commissioner Yormark in the Big Twelve, how disappointed are you in Arizona that you, you misplace or bank on 240 million dollars that you don't have as you're about to join a new conference?
3: Yeah, yeah. Because then you also have you, you you're not getting a full portion. Also, no. So that that yeah, there's a lot of things that are hurting right there in the, in the uh, coming into a new conference. That's that's dangerous. That's dangerous ground. We'll we'll see how that pans out, that's going to be an interesting story to watch over the, uh, you know, the winter going into the spring.
2: We will keep monitoring that to see how the Big 12 responds. Don't know if we have a crossover. DPs in back, Jay Foreman doing his Big 10 thing. He will call in for old school, so we'll take a break. We will wrap up on the block, maybe some final Husker thoughts, maybe a look at tonight's college basketball slate, which is going to be an absolutely incredible one. We'll get to that, put a bow on uh, on the block after this.